Welcome to the Reformed Refugees Podcast, and we're going to do a quick 10-minute mini-episode for you, as promised, on Tenebra. Yes. Danielle, what's Tenebra? (laughs) So Tenebra is an ancient church uh, service that it's not a mandated thing, so I'm going to put that out there. It's not a mandate, but it is a traditional service that is usually on um, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday of Holy Week. And it is something where we get to really just sit in um, the somberness of um, Christ's death. And so literally, tenebra means like shadows or darkness Mm -hmm. in Latin. And it is a very, very different kind of service. It is. So actually, I missed last year's as well. So I've never been. What? So you, Danielle, are the resident (laughs) expert. On Tenebra. Yes, one service and I'm the expert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a bummer that you missed last year's Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to hear the difference because all of the past Good Friday services that I've been to have been sort of, that's not the end, there's all of these. We're looking forward and not sitting in the moment. It's like they just want to move right away from Sunday is coming, Sunday is coming, yes. Right. So what is that what is that grief about and why is it important that we sit in it and how do we sit in it? Yeah, you know, um, I think it, it's so important because yeah, like like you, any Good Friday service that I've been in, it's like we don't want to um, grieve, right? We don't right. want to be sad. Like nobody wants to go to church and be sad. Mm-hmm. We want to look at Sunday, like Sunday is coming. It's Good Friday. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of that that right. is is in its rightful place. But with the tenebra service, you got, it was so neat. Like we walk in and everybody's quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the lights are out. There's the candles that are lit, which those have a specific name and I'm not gonna. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. So I don't gonna... know that it, I don't know that like hearse is the way to pronounce it. We probably could have looked it up, but we didn't. Yeah. So we're just gonna say that there's candles. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of candles lit at the at the front of the service. And um, my family, like, we were extra, you guys. But we even dressed almost like we were going to a funeral. Like, mm-hmm. I wore a black dress with a black head covering. We were all in darker clothes. Mm-hmm. Because I really wanted my children to understand, like, just how somber this is. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was a really cool experience. So they started the service um, with some scripture and hymns and it was all like man i wish i would have brought the actual i was trying to look in my email for our order of service Mm -hmm. but they didn't give the exact scripture but they walked through different scriptures um on what happened that night and through the crucifixion and um different hymns and it was really cool because after each elder in the church stood up and spoke scripture they would come down and blow out one of the candles yeah. And so where it became at the end of the service, completely dark. And at the end of the service, um, so it's just a, a place where we sit in. And um, it's it's kind of like a prolonged meditation on Christ's suffering. Mm-hmm. And so the end of the service, we were all asked to leave quietly. Mm-hmm. And so the, there was a loud bang, which is you know the yeah. tomb being sealed, which was just really neat. Um and then we all got up and we walked out quietly. They asked, like, please, you know, once you get out to the parking lot, you can speak, but we're just gonna we're just gonna go out quietly. And so that was a very brief summary of Tenebra. I um 
it was a little harder for me with five kids. <laughs> yes. And so there was a lot of, um, you know, correcting and reminding them to listen and um, just, I had to remind them like, hey guys, we, this is, we're talking about Christ's suffering and his death and this isn't a joyful thing. Like this is really sad and we need to hear what they're saying so that we understand that. So that when Sunday comes, we understand, you know, we the, understand joy. the joy. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I was doing the parenting in the pew kind of uh-huh. thing during that time. And Brandon had to get up and take Jude to the back. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, I think it sounds beautiful. I'm looking forward to the day that I get to, I get to go Yeah, because I do think we are very quick to push away any kind of pain or suffering or yeah. grief. And I remember when the, the passion of the Christ came out when I was a kid mm-hmm. and which, you know, wherever you're at on two CVs, then, <laughs> I don't know, but this was before I was reformed. So I remember people leaving the theater in just this different state than when they came in. Oh yeah. I remember we went to, we took my grandparents to see it in the theater and I remember the people there just quietly weeping and how difficult this was because that was the first time I think a lot of people saw this in such a such a way like it was a tangible like made right. it real for people and it did it didn't look away yeah it didn't oh look, no it didn't look away and so i remember how people really shifted and you know right or wrong whatever you feel about that movie i do think that there is benefit in sitting and forcing yourself to really understand as much as possible will never fully understand on this side of glory yeah. what Christ went through on our behalf this this completely sinless you know god man is being punished mm-hmm. and it's it's heartbreaking yeah and, and it really puts it Honestly, it really puts it in, into perspective. I don't even think that I've been in a Good Friday service that had the lights out. Yeah. And I think uh, most of the songs that we'd ever sang were, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming, and mm-hmm. it's looking forward to the joy of that, uh, instead of like what his suffering really entailed and uh, grieving that and what it really meant in the darkness. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, it, could you imagine? being there in that moment when he died and then the moment that the the tomb was sealed and, right um, and it would have kept getting darker as that night went on yeah. where not just you know physically right but metaphorically yeah. like now he's been betrayed now he's yeah. being arrested now he's being like now yeah. he's gonna they're gonna go cru- they've crucified him they've hit you know, yeah what like that had to be awful to live mm-hmm. through i can't imagine watching a friend even an enemy go through yeah. something yeah like that and let alone your savior right like right and i know that not obviously everybody there understood no um but you know the disciples and mary and um yeah oh and mary i yeah as a mom yeah as a mom to see and she, you know, there's so many things that she was pondering in her heart his whole life. Yeah. That something big was, you know, and what all that meant. I'm sure she didn't know, but Christ knew yeah. what he was being asked to do. Mm-hmm. 
and he still did it and yeah he was fully human and fully god like he felt he had temptation Mm -hmm. sorrow i mean he asked god like if if you will like take this cup from me but if not like your will and not mine Mm -hmm. um and he had the power and authority to to not allow himself to go to the cross and i'm sure that there had to be i mean obviously there was that temptation like i don't really um, I want your will over my will, but if it doesn't have to be this way, right. and he still chose to, yeah, um, and which made Sunday so much more exactly. joyful, you yeah. know. And that's I had somebody text me after the Sunday service and was just like, there was just so much love and joy, and um, so I think it also makes your outlook on Resurrection Sunday so much different because the last time you were in the in the building. Uh-huh. It was somber. It was dark. It was sad. You were grieving. There was so much emotion and grief. And then you walk in Sunday morning, which we had fellowship breakfast first and got Mm -hmm. to fellowship. And I'm not kidding you. Like, even Brandon was like, our church, the way they were singing was so much louder and so much more joyful than I've ever... Not that they don't sing joyfully, but like... There was just like this God's spirit and this joy resonating from people, mm-hmm. resonating, resonating from people. <laughs> wow. And um, we sat in front of a little girl who she was singing. Jude was on my shoulder uh-huh. and she was like singing to Jude as oh. loud as she could. And um, it was just really cool because there was, you could just like from being there and all the somber and the sadness and um, sitting in that and then coming on Sunday Right. And just like what Sunday meant mm-hmm. and um, the joyful hymns and singing and talking about his resurrection and what that means for us. And it was just really, it was, it made it that much more special. I love it. And I'm so glad that you were able to make it so that we had an expert on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was your first Reformed Refugee mini podcast. So we'll see you guys soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.